0: So this isn't a full episode and in fact the major reason why I even put this out is because I nixed the intro for episode 2 for Sonny because of all the chaos in getting the sound right and having to redo things that I just wanted to explain myself before someone listened to it because obviously I told people Friday yada yada yada. If you haven't listened yet, check out episode one with Crisp from Bridge 9 Records, and check out episode two with Sonny from Hey56. These are two people who, obviously, everyone in modern day hardcore has a pretty decent idea who they are for the most part. And our guest on this week's episode upcoming is someone who is not so well known by today's standards. However, for me, I feel like his role is an integral part of my foundation. And the episode that's going to come out this Friday is an origin story, so to speak, for me as a promoter, me as a person doing punishment, and then helping other bands with tours, and then later with Shattered Realm. And then obviously into This Is Hardcore. And so if you're like, oh, I don't know this guy or I don't know his band, this is also an origin story for Joe Hardcore and This Is Hardcore. And there's a lot of value in it. For me, speaking to people is not only about catching up and hearing some funny stories, but also I'm always reminded about what these folks have done and the way that they do them. And I find it so much more interesting to listen to any number of people talk about the why or the how. It's so much more interesting to me. So with all the excitement that I've received regarding the last two episodes, there was a couple questions that came in. And they're pretty quick, so I'll just address them just so we're on the same page going forward. The intro that I've used for the last two episodes comes from a Chicago hardcore band called MH Chaos, and the song is called Hammer of Chaos, and you can find it on Bandcamp and also with Spotify. And they're absolutely incredible. They have a song out on the One Scene Unity compilation, which just came out on From Within Records, and... I'll be working with them in a few capacities, and I just love them. And not having a cool podcast intro, I just wanted something cool, and the guys are really psyched on letting us use it, and so we have. Going forward, at least for the next, I don't know, two or three or whatever till I change it again, the intro you just heard is from a band called Truth and Rights, which is more of like a project thing that Zach Thorne Uh, from Bulldoze and Agents and Homicidal did with Eddie Leeway and the songs is one of these songs wherever it comes on in like the random playlist I have it on always gets me psyched and I just wanted to pump up the kind of energy and uh to switch it up a little bit. So that's why I changed it up. Amongst my friends and the few that wrote me or talked to me on social media, I had quite a few people asking me why I did the podcast. And I am a Union cement Mason. And a lot of times, I am not in the most hectic environments, and so I have free time while I'm working to listen to podcasts. And over the last two or three years, it's really helped past the day or when I'm driving home and not on the telephone. And so thinking about doing a podcast, I wanted to make sure it came out weekly. My Tuesday nights are for jujitsu, but like Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon I spend it uh, listening to podcasts, and Ninja Rob podcast comes out every week. It's done by Marco, who runs NJMA, which is in South Jersey, and Tim Carpenter from Hellfish BJJ, who has two spots in Pennsylvania, one near Lansdale and one right near Concha And a guy who is a studio owner, producer, Devin Wade, and another guy, Jay, who's just absolutely hilarious. And the ensemble cast that they have really just cracks me up. And um, it started as just a jujitsu jitsu podcast. And my professor, uh, Jarrett Wiener, had happened to be on the show. And I got hooked. And I went to their seminar. And it's just a weekly listen that it's, it's only an hour. It's like a bunch of guys making jokes, talking about UFC stuff. And talking about jujitsu and then when COVID and everything hit, they had a lot of really funny takes and just it kept it really light and was something I just looked forward to. And I thought about doing a podcast. I thought I definitely don't want to let people hang in where, oh, man, I was hoping this would come out today and it hasn't. The biggest inspiration, I wouldn't say to have a podcast, but just like influence and just the put me on the actual path. And then also, you know, weekly it would come out would be... Jocko podcast and I I don't want to get too much into the cult of Jocko Willink because I'm a deep-seated member of the cult but knowing that every Wednesday there there's going to be a podcast that is going to be with Jocko in whatever direction he takes his podcast was always exciting to me and has been over the last couple years and um, so yeah every every week I'm looking forward to the podcast or thank God There's so many different friends of mine who are starting podcasts, or they have their own, so there's always something jump, but I've always really enjoyed the regular intervals in which they're released, and that's the kind of vibe I was going for. We will be working with quite a few of the Hardcore podcasts in the coming weeks and months ahead. Got a couple things that could kind of go the Richie Crutch way, which I'll say a thousand times, if not every single episode, which is high tides raises all ships and i think there's ways that the community that birthed all these hardcore podcasts can kind of all support itself and promote itself and i'm going to try to work on that so it makes it easier when people said man this is great you know i didn't even know there was that many hardcore podcasts and there's plenty of them i just have found in my own trying to find our organization Spotify doesn't have a hardcore punk section. Apple doesn't have a hardcore punk section. SoundCloud, which is our host, doesn't have like a hardcore punk definition. So it's hard to search for something. So we're going to work on that. And uh, in general, for me, doing this podcast is a way to disseminate information that I know is out there. And I've taken for granted just how much I learned. And um, working in the trades, old guys will say, I've learned and forgot more than you ever fucking know kid and it's applicable at times in the modern age where a young band starts off and they go to the internet to promote and they go to the internet to socialize and they go to the internet to ask for shows and there was so much energy and so much hard work put into what they are excited about but there are lessons to be learned in these stories, especially the one coming up in this upcoming episode, number three, with Chris Spear. And it's just these are blueprints for any single band or just a kid who's like, hey, I want to do something and I don't know how to do it. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're going to find a topic that we're discussing and you're going to find someone that resonates with you. And what was interesting about the faux pas and screw up with the audio that I had to work my way out of last week was I'm constantly listening to the episode and editing it and trying to fix things over and over. I'm hearing Sonny talk about how there wasn't the internet to find out how to do some of the videography stuff that he learned and taught himself. And a lot of it was trial and error the same way it was trial and error when he was doing the bike BMX tricks. And here I am, I'm teaching myself everything. I didn't want to jump into the podcasting ring with like a cast of humans around me and make an ensemble thing. And I and I rely heavily on so many of my friends to help me with different aspects of This Is Hardcore and Philly Hardcore shows that I, I just wanted a project under my own belt and done with my own hands. And the unfamiliarity of having to do and learn as you go was exciting to be honest and it, it was exciting even as I was just freaking out because I was just so like I was let, letting down people who may have wanted to hear the second episode on Friday instead it came out Sunday and I, I gotta thank Richie from Wisdom and Post America Podcast for basically being like if you want it to sound good it doesn't matter if it comes out on time make it sound fucking right and then afterwards talking to the OG himself Gavin who is on the broadsheet breakdown and just hearing his insight on just doing podcasts in general, it just makes some of the stress and aggravation that I put in a little bit more relieving to understand a perspective of people who have actually put out hundreds of episodes of podcasts. Going forward into the next couple of weeks, we have plenty recorded. We have quite a few guests for scheduling and I'm not totally married to the idea of keeping it in this complete section the way it is. This is trial and error for me. Just like not knowing how to put the microphone in the right thing and, and not realizing that I was picking up all this background noise. And that's what screwed up my sound. And Sunny sounded so fucking perfect. So I was like, dude, this sucks. I'm going to make it sound better. Like I, I may get 20 episodes or 15 episodes in and I might change some things up, but, uh, for right now, the people that I'm speaking with and the direction that I'm taking these conversations are going to stay the same. And I understand that these things are two hours long, three hours long almost. But the thing for me is to not drop back into asking, hey, dude, so uh, what's up with the new record? Or like, you know, it's not, it's, there's there's a, there's podcasts that do that and they, and they do it better than me. And I, I don't want to tread that territory. So... For me and what I'm interested in and what I would want to listen to while I'm grinding concrete walls or I'm, you know, doing whatever I do to just make it through the day, I don't want to hear the, the, the service level conversations. And I find that the podcasts that give themselves more time and episode go way deeper. And there is a comfort that comes from speaking to someone where they let their guard down, the words start flowing, and, and next thing you know, we're in a deep level that I don't think I could get if I scheduled it for 45 minutes. And I haven't tried breaking up a podcast yet into 45-minute intervals, but in the same breath, I don't understand the difference between if I made made four 45-minute episodes versus just keeping it the same length, and you go at your own pace, and you have a week to finish it, which I think is the best scenario. And it's worked for me because there's plenty of Jocko episodes and Joe Rogan episodes and... You know, there's plenty of podcasts out there with pretty long segments, and, th- and they always come out on top being interesting because they went deeper, and that's the direction that I'm taking this. A few other things that are pertinent to this discussion and keeping me speaking into the microphone. I was on Angel and Z Podcast, and those guys are great. They also have a YouTube channel, and they are available on most podcast catchers and It kind of cover hardcore and graffiti and New York life. And I was actually shocked that they asked me to be on it. And it came out pretty cool. I definitely have a face for radio. You're never going to see me on a GQ magazine. There's a Zoom video and my face is in it. And it's I'm a little embarrassed. But it is what it is. I have been on uh, a guest on the Post America podcast multiple times. And I can't recommend it enough. And they are available on all the major podcasters, including my personal favorite because I'm an Android uh, dude, Stitcher, with the quarantine, Richie from Wisdom has really done an awesome job of checking in with people and from Scott Vogel to Lou from Sick of It All and Craig from Sick of It All and I think Freddie Mac. There's, there's quite a few people he spoke with just in their last couple of weeks and they're coming out more regularly and, 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 I, and I just find the excitement to be there because people who have been going through this and not been able to tour. Their their stories are interesting and their takes are interesting because they've been involved in hardcore punk and touring as a professional musician for so long. Also, Broad Street Breakdown is the ensemble cast from Philadelphia featuring OG Gavin. Gavin is a longtime punk rocker from Philadelphia who is... Known for working at Reaper Records, but also is a great tattoo artist. And he works at Crescent Tattoos and Manny in Philadelphia. People often don't think Manny is in Philadelphia, but it is. And also the unbelievably talented and hilarious and also kind of quiet if he's around a lot of people. He doesn't like to be around people, but you get him talking, he's great. Uh, Vinnie Paz from Jedi Mind Tricks. Is also uh, in on the broadsheet breakdown with our boy Pablo, and it's one of these kind of ensemble casts. They got a ton of episodes. They've got segments, and, and, and I wouldn't say it's kind of like what the Howard Stern show was, to some degree, with like punk rock and our kind of humor and shit like that. And it's definitely something that if you want to pop on and go and you know clean the house or do some shit. There's no way they won't have you laughing out loud, and and most episodes have you laughing out loud. Um, there's definitely other podcasts out there, and I could shout them all out, but then this would be a 95 minute thing of all the different podcasts. But I think what's most important for me is explaining that you know our music and our culture are super important to most of us, and I'd say 90% of us are not really engaged in a frontal brain capacity to acknowledge like, holy shit, you know, like hardcore rules. And I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. But then there's podcasts like form of passion with ACE from Richmond, who's in, been in multiple bands and is now a mutually assured destruction. And I think for the younger side of hardcore, who's currently in the now, like that's the podcast for the, in the now, if you want to hear somebody who's doing shit now, that's the people that you listen to because they're doing it and they're making it. But, you know, it's cool to hear him speak to these folks and their takes and seeing the same kind of passion that you'll hear when you go into like OG talk and you listen to John Joseph's or any number of guests like Siv who all go on there. You know, the vibrancy of talking about our culture is there essentially is what I'm the point I'm getting to. And regardless, if you're a 25 year old, and you've been in the game for five or six years, or you've been a 55-year-old, and you've been in the game for 40 years. you know. And, and I see the passion, and I hear the passion in a lot of these podcasts, and I, I didn't want to tread on it and step into it and say, hey, well, now I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. So instead, I'm trying to harness some of this passion, but also dig deeper into the workings of it. And I hope that as you listen to these You understand that the goal here on my end is to get the people that are doing shit or have done cool shit or, you know, are an integral aspect to our culture and just have them talk and kind of break it down. So you may hear it from words instead of just reading it. And in the next four to five episodes, we're going to deviate not only from just speaking to specific individuals. I mean, Yes, there's going to be more episodes like Chris, and um, there's definitely some label guys that I reached out to when I was looking for guests initially, and now with reaching out and uh, trying to balance the equation so I don't just become the, hey, how did this record label start podcast? I'm going to be balancing some up, but you're going to hear some stuff that's not just exactly from a band guy or a label guy or a t-shirt company guy. But it's all back to the same initial idea that within our culture is a massively important aspect that is not seen in many other things. And that is our DIY spirit. That is the innovation. That is the drive. And there's so many things that are um, absolutely marketable, talented skills and, and, and just things that people can access at a young age through hardcore. And then they take it to be in professional jobs. And there's going to be people that you're going to hear are talking – from a crazy position in the professional corporate world who learned half the things before they ever went to college. And, and the variety of people that have learned things or got the ethic or understand the street value of building organic growth come from hardcore punk and its ethics and its drive and its DIY foundation. It's just incredible. And as other people Have podcasts and they focus on what they wish, and I support absolutely every single one of them because it's all purveying and supporting our culture, and as Sonny would say, archiving our history. The important thing for me is to put a podcast out that you can listen to and that you can understand or relate to any number of guests because they have been in your shoes or they've done something to help you get into your shoes. And, and that's basically the nature of what this is hardcore podcast is. The people that I have on here and the stories that they tell are, are part of our way of life and how we did things. And I'm not saying tomorrow because there was dialers. We all need to go back to dialers. because It's fucking stupid and it's, it's fucking stupid and it's also anachronistic. But what I'm saying is, is, Although you have Twitter, although you have Facebook events, although you have Instagram, and you got all these things, there is still a value in making a flyer and handing it out. There is still a value in making cassette tapes. There's still a value to being at shows that you don't play if you're in a band. In fact, Hardcore is founded... And its principles remain the same, that the kids who are on the floor at a show are also the people on the stage. And the minute as a band that you start being the guy who's only backstage and only comes to the shows where you're playing or you feel like if you don't go, it's not going to help your band go to the next tour, that's when you're in a different mindset altogether. Our culture, the foundation of how we feel, the way that we act, and how we um, exhibit support all comes from how... We are at the show. And I think that there's so many young bands that find themselves in this like low esteem, social media infused situation of we're not hype. We don't get the hype. So people don't listen to us. Well, there's so much work to be had. There's so many bands. And and this is like the big you ever see me on the Internet complain. You'll see so-and-so is underrated. It's like, well, they were underrated. They didn't do anything. And I mean that sincerely. Like, There's a thousand awesome bands. the thousand demo tapes that probably smoke some of the more popular bands. Because as we found out over time, sometimes popularity doesn't equate excellence and musicianship or unique sounding. In fact, I I often believe the more popular a band is, the less chance they really stand out in their own noteworthy way. Aside from just being overall something that a large group of people can acceptably agree on that is good. So if you're one of these younger bands and you're concerned that you're not in the hype world and you don't know who to talk to, these podcasts and these things that people are talking about in here are the blueprint to change that. And you can change that. And for me, I tell enough of people about this and I felt like an old man. Back in my day, we went ahead and we went to shows we didn't play and we gave flyers out. And that's that's a given. But I think that some of the internet and the social media has driven people who are younger and even older guys who start new bands they don't understand that it's right back to the grind like oh cool you're in that old band yeah there's a hundred bands a year that come out that have ex-members of a band that the young kids aren't aware of you know this shit is about work this shit is about getting out there and putting your best foot forward And, and i know that being confident at times in hardcore is seen as a negative factor oh why is that guy so cocky And I'm going to tell you right now that confidence and self-esteem within the things that you do are going to be the fire that you need in you to get ahead. If you sit there and you tell me, I don't really, you know, our band's not that good, but, you know, if you want to check us out, I'm not going to fucking check you out. But if some kid comes to me, yo, our fucking band's great and you need to book us, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, this motherfucker's got it together. He's ready to tell me I better put him the fuck out, you know, and and – it just comes from work. And I understand that work is seen a lot on the internet as post, 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 Instagram, uh, ball washing. Make sure you're following all the cool guys in different bands. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter about that stuff if you're not working, if you're not hustling, if you're not there pushing yourself like you're going to be a million dollar company one day, regardless if you just want to be a punk band that plays shows beyond the six hours circling your city you got to work for it. you got to come with some kind of confidence. And since I don't see enough of it, hopefully we can kind of regale you with tales of how it was done before the internet ruined everything, which is also the by, should be the byline for this is hardcore is how we did everything before the internet ruined it, so to speak. So I, I kind of rambled on for about 25 minutes now. And the biggest thing I wanted to say is that I can't appreciate you all enough. Um, it's hard to not have shows to book. I booked my first show when I was 16 years old. I turned 40 this summer. You know, I did my 30th year birthday at a show and we all ate ice cream together. And I had a great birthday in my own backyard this year. But I, I give myself a little presence through the year, such as putting on cool shows and all my friends being around. Obviously, this is Hardcore Fest. Didn't happen. And that's like the one time of the year where we're going to see so many people that fucking matter to me. And last year we had a giant Philly Hardcore picture. And it made my fucking day. It made my day to have everybody in that area on that day who were all Philly to get in one picture. Because I can't tell you how many times growing up you couldn't get everybody who was a Philadelphia hardcore person to want to stand next to each other for a group picture. And so this is another avenue for me to continue and support my culture, support the things that have given me legitimately everything that I have. You know, um, I got my union job because of a guy who I met at CC's in Music, PA, when I was 16 years old. And he called me when I was 26 years old and he was like, Hey, you know, you know how to do some of this stuff. Do you want to go and join the union? And I was like, Yeah, fuck yeah. Changed my life. Um, touring all over the country with Chris Spear, our next guest, in 1999 changed my life. Gave me a world perspective I never would have had. Gave me the confidence to get on stage and the drive to want to come back with my own band the following year. That's what this is all about, and that's what this podcast is about, and that's the drive that puts me at. And maybe you know, there's a silver lining here that because I don't have the time put into you know going over show offers, getting on the phone and talking about shows with different agents, etc., that I have the extra time to do this podcast. But you know. I fucking love this and, and Hardcore has given me so much and I'm trying to give back and I'm trying to re, uh, just really get into the who's, the why's, and the how's. And hopefully that the people who listen and tune in weekly will understand that this is about you also understanding some small details that may help you in whatever you're doing. And whether you have a small business or you like to start a small business, there will be things in here. And that's, that's what I promise you. This isn't going to be a complete chit chat show. There's plenty of those out there and maybe we'll do a couple episodes like that, but that's not in the in the near future. This is about dissemination of information. This is about motivation. This is about bringing people who are going through the same fucking world crisis together and listen about the shit that people from our world are capable of doing and how they did it. And if you're not interested in it, Hey man, God bless you. I, I, I'm not upset by that you can go to www.tihcpodcast.com. That will take you to the website where we have our listings, but we are also on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Podcasts. We should be on a couple other ones because I submitted us for, but I don't know when they come out. I just know that everything that we're going to be coming out with comes out on Friday's. With the exception of when I do something stupid like this and talk for half an hour to explain the nonsense that is in my head. And I I really think because I didn't have an intro that was long on either of the first two episodes, that this kind of me explaining some of the shit that's going on and why I do it is necessary. So thank you for your support. We will not have YouTube yet. I don't know if we're going to do one. People have asked. It's a lot more work, and I don't know how to do it exactly well enough to make people even bother looking at it. The thing I can tell you is that, just like all podcasts, and if you listen to them, they'll tell you, the thing you could do the most is rate and review on anywhere where there's rates and reviews for podcasts because it helps podcasts be more, I guess, accessible in the algorithm or whatever. Sonny Singh would know more about that. Thank you so much. Please tune in Friday because this is an origin story for me. And it's probably one of the coolest stories. And there's so much PA hardcore history and just awesome stuff in it. So thank you so much. Bye-bye.